Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is Logan, and I have just finished watching Marvel Studios WandaVision episode 5. So, I gotta say, man, this episode is starting to bring in what I wanted from WandaVision in the beginning, kind of jumping between Wanda's world and the real world. Um, And they really did that pretty well, I think, this time around, jumping between her world and the real world, and Vision... Oh, Vision finally starting to realize something is not right with the world that Wanda has created and has realized that Wanda is controlling everything that's going on in this world. Uh, And also, in this episode, um, we also get... um, We get the information, or we get shown, that Wanda broke into the sword facility and stole Vision's body... And resurrected him against his, well, wishes because he didn't want to be brought back to life and be used as a weapon. So, very intriguing to me. Um, Very excited to see where they go with this and and, uh, Wanda and Vision's little, um, I guess, not rivalry, but uh, their little uh, squaddle that they had or their little fight that they had and kind of see how that tension and how that conflict builds up as uh, more episodes come out. Really pumped about um, the ending of this episode. So, big spoiler warning this whole thing's going to be spoilers, anyways. And, like I said, these are like mini reviews. This is not going to be a full season review, which we will do once all the visions, uh, visions, once all the episodes of WandaVision uh, comes out. Uh, but at the end of this, um, at the end of this episode, we get to see Quicksilver return. However, it is the Fox version of Quicksilver from the X-Men movies, such as X-Men Apocalypse, um, and like the first class line of X-Men movies, I like to call them, but yeah. So, we get that version of Quicksilver, played by the same actor, um, and even Darcy uh, also is the one that even calls out in the real world that they she recasted Quicksilver. Um, so really big implications going into the MCU future with this because this is obviously Marvel. I mean, let's think about this, okay, on, on a realistic like standpoint here and like a realistic uh, you know thinking process. Why would you bring back a actor to play the same role that they played in another franchise being the same character unless you have plans for that person like i just do i cannot see marvel studios just putting him in an episode playing the same character while being in a different universe just for giggles I don't see that. I think that this is going to play a big part going into the MCU future. So basically, as we know, with Spider-Man 3, it's going to be a multiverse film with Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. Um, Daredevil is a high high probability of being in the movie as well, at least Matt Murdock. Um, and if you haven't watched Daredevil on Netflix, I suggest you go watch all three seasons, including The Defenders, because that is a part of Daredevil's story. Um, but yeah. There's a lot of things to take in here when it comes down to it all. But at the end of the day, I think that, um, you know, the fact that they added in Quicksilver and having it, uh, him be played by the same actor that played him in the Fox series and having it be that version of the character is pretty insane. And it obviously means that they're going to pull from the multiverse and literally could pull in whoever they want. You want to pull in Hugh Jackman? There you go. You want to pull in... Um, 
Patrick Stewart for fucking that version of um no you can't pull him in actually because his uh, Professor X is dead but you get the point right they can pull in whoever they want from alternate universes like they're gonna do with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield from those Spider Mans so it's really interesting to me to see that all these you know characters are getting pulled from their you know timelines and whatnot being uh, and universes being put into the MCU canon. Uh, universe which is quite exciting but then again it begs the question of like what is going to happen with these characters that do come into the mcu are they just going to be fan service like team up moments or are they going to have more character arcs and development and also maybe some insight onto the universe that they are in and where that's standing right now so it's really interesting to me to kind of see what's going to happen going forward with uh wandavision and the MCU at large, because we know that WandaVision, Doctor Strange 2, and Spider-Man are multiverse films. We know that Black Widow plays into Falcon and Winter Soldier, and there's a high probability to even a leak of a Black Widow trailer for Super Bowl, which we'll get into here in just a second and what that means. So, yeah, I'm really, um, I'm really excited big and i mean really big uh way to end the episode and obviously that's starting to bring in the multiverse acts uh aspect because up until this point we were just like oh we kind of knew it was coming but like to see it in action is really fucking cool um and i was even surprised but i was scrolling around on youtube and i accidentally passed some thumbnails that were saying quicksilver wandavision and then it showed the picture um of the fox version i didn't watch the videos but i kind of had a little spoiler throughout the day unfortunately so it wasn't as big as i you know initially anticipated i just thought maybe you know i tried to justify it in the way like oh somebody probably did it for some clickbait or whatever to get someone to click on their video but no it, it was true he actually was there in the show and that's great. I don't know the actor's name, so I keep saying him or he. But uh, anyways, you know, if you know him, you know him. I was just never into the Fox X-Men movies, but it's big because it means, you know, for me, it's not so much the cameo itself. That's the big thing for me because I was not a fan of that character and just I wasn't interested in that universe in general. But it makes me excited for what they can do in the MCU future with characters I do care about from other Marvel franchises. So... Yeah, I'm really just excited to see where they go with that. Now, let's move over and talk about the Marvel Super Bowl spots. I mean, it's pretty granted that obviously we're going to get one for Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's um, pretty granted we're probably going to end up getting one for Black Widow as well, uh, which is a big, big news uh, thing. Because let me explain to you guys what this means. Um, and I could be very wrong on this, but I'm very confident in my prediction here and in the statement that I'm making. Um and that's why I'm going to say it. So, it costs like, hold on, let me let me look up just so I get this specific number, how much it costs to have a uh, Super Bowl TV spot, which it runs for about 30 seconds. So hold on. Uh, price of a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, let's, I think that'll, that'll go. Um, okay, so. This year, okay, for a 30-second commercial, it is $5,500,000 for 30 seconds of a trailer on the Super Bowl. Last year, it was more at $5,600,000, and in 2019, it was significantly less at $5,300,000, and then in 2018, $5,200,000. That is a lot of money. 
So, you are, and, and here's what I'm going to say. So, Marvel Studios most likely is going to release Black Widow this year. Okay, I'm going to say that with 100% certainty. And, uh, and I'm going to be real honest with you guys here. Why would you spend $5,500,000 on a Black Widow TV spot for the Super Bowl to not release the movie this year? You wouldn't. That would be the dumbest waste of money. Or even if you do it and then decide you want to delay it, you lost five over $5 million. That's like over the amount of money uh, that or close to the amount of money of like Endgame or something like that. No, Endgame made a fuck ton of money. I don't know. But that it would be relatively a big chunk. Um, I don't remember exactly how much Endgame made. But point being... Um, Actually, let me look it up to, just to compare it with the with the price of uh, Super Bowl here. So hold on, I want to get the numbers. I know a lot of people could be like, "Why the fuck do you gotta look things up when you're recording?" Because guys, that's just how I am. That's just how we do shit. Okay, so uh, Avengers Endgame. Okay, click on that. Um, probably will have the box office on it relatively somewhere here. Nope, that's videos. Fuck it. I thought they'd have the box office just sitting right there. Okay. 2.7 or 2.7 billion dollars. That's a lot of money. So that made almost three billion dollars. On a budget of almost, well, about $356 million. So a Super Bowl ad costs $5 million. Okay. Avengers Endgame made $2 billion. That would be like taking away a good solid 25% of the revenue that they made on Endgame. For... A Super Bowl spot. Think about that. Endgame makes $2.7 billion. And then Marvel goes out and spends... Well, we obviously know that Black Widow isn't the only trailer going to be there. I think there's going to be like four. But for Black Widow alone, it would be $5,500,000. I mean, that at least would be 25%, I think. If rel- if I'm relatively thinking this correctly. About 25%, maybe a little underneath 25%. Of the entire revenue that they got from Endgame. So, why would you spend that much on a single TV spot to delay a movie or to not release it? It's just not going to happen, guys, okay? To be very real with you, and and I I honestly believe this, Black Widow is coming this year. Rather, it's streaming or in theaters. This movie is going to come out this year. It has to. First of all, the movie's been delayed by a year now, okay? It's been delayed by a year. On top of it, it is very likely that they're going to have a TV spot for it, okay? Um, At least I was seeing some leaked TV spots earlier. We'll obviously figure out on Super Bowl day. But as of right now, there are TV spots leaked. Um, So my guess would be if we end up getting a Black Widow TV spot on the uh, Super Bowl day... Chances are we're getting this movie this year. I mean, you don't go out and spend that much money on a Super Bowl spot to delay a movie for two years straight. That's just, no, not going to happen. Like I said, it's either going to come out on Disney Plus, Premiere Access, and or it's going to be just in theaters or maybe both. Um, 
but yeah, uh, it's definitely going to come out though this year if they if they have a Super Bowl spot for it. Because like I said, you're not just going to spend over five, well over five and a half million to advertise a movie to not put it out. That would just be a big waste of money. <laughs> and you'd probably get fired for doing that. So I, I just don't see Marvel doing that. Whatever trailer you see, chances are it will come out because that's a lot of money spent on advertising, okay? Like, if you get four commercial spots for the Super Bowl, I I think it would equal around what Endgame made. Hold on, where's my phone? I think I have it around me somewhere. Maybe not. Hmm, thought I had my phone nearby. I was going to pull up the calculator, do some math, but I guess not. But yeah, um, the the whole point is, is I think that and truly believe that we're going to get these movies or Disney Plus shows that are given trailers at the Super Bowl. Because like I said, that's a lot of money for just a 30 second commercial spot. And you'd be pretty stupid to not put out your movie and then spend all that money on the advertising. So yeah, chances are we're going to be seeing a Black Widow release date this year. If they even do delay it, it will come out by the end of the year. But yeah, um, I'm really excited um, to see what we got for Super Bowl trailers because chances are we're going to be guaranteed those movies and shows because like I said, it does cost a lot to buy a 30-second TV spot. But um, yeah, that's all I really got to say. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. I know it's you know, quite a bit of rambling and me looking shit up on the internet, but that's what we always do whenever I use my laptop to do my recording. I like to do this anyways because it's more convenient. You can just pull up actual numbers and articles and whatever, depending on the topic. But yeah, so um, kind of giving you guys a little bit of a future forecast of content, okay? We're obviously going to talk about trailers that we get. Um from the Super Bowl, uh, that will be coming, uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood Review, for those of you that are interested in werewolves, or World of Darkness, or, which is a tabletop, you know, franchise, um, and, or, I don't know, just, maybe you just want to hear my voice, I don't fucking know, but that's coming, um, and, uh, yeah, those are really the only things I have on my mind, uh, I guess, to talk about, um, obviously WandaVision next week, because every week we talk about WandaVision on Friday when we see the newest installment, um, and we're at episode five, so we're getting halfway around the season, so, uh, yeah, but thank you very much for listening, I hope you all enjoyed, and I will catch you all in the next one.